the vibe, baby. You like that? Hey, Monday night, three drink minimum. I'm your host, JC. That is kind of nice. The first night we we don't have our black engineer and we get hip hop music. That's that's dope. We got a call already. Jesus Christ. All right, Carly, you're on the line with Three Drink Minimum. I really wouldn't have taken this call because we're so close into our intro, but I'm going to go ahead and take it. What's going on? Yeah, maybe you is funny. Miss, uh, Mom? yes, I speak it in Spanish. What's up? Well, yeah, hi, see, hello. See? Mom? We're not, we're not done with the studio. You can clean it after. <laughs> Do you like big cock? <laughs> We went there. It's okay. All right. Uh, that, was a great, that was a great first call. <laughs> We're getting Spanish telemarketers calling three drink minimum. That's three how drink telemundo. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, this is awesome, man. Uh, good to be back, guys. Uh, Tommy Grassi, what's up with you? What's going on, JC? Thanks for having me. I am not uh, having you. You are a member of this show. Do you not understand or feel that, sir? No, I kind of just show up and, you know, when you let me in the door. That's how I, I feel. I, That's I, how I feel right now, I actually. just show you're, up. You're giving me that energy. You're like not a, you're not like an owner. You're kind of like a, uh, a supervisor. Yeah, you know, uh, well, I'm, I'm kind of just, I'm sitting on it right now. I'm just waiting, Tommy waiting for Gra- the energy to explode. Tommy Grassi is exploding with his uh, his own new, what is this, webcast, podcast? Yeah, it's called. a YouTube thing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, Game of Toms. Game of Toms. Uh, the Game of Thrones podcast, which you, is uh, quite fun. It's a Game of Thrones podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, and you, well, let me guess, you talk about Games of Thrones shit. Yeah, that's uh, that, that was exactly it. I don't know Shameless promotion. Like, uh, you just don't give a fuck. You will, whatever's hot, you're there. Well, no, because Game of Thrones is what got me on Good Morning America, BuzzFeed, Rolling Stone. Look at that, nine, look at that, so. Chris. Look at that, look at that, look at that. You can just fucking... So you, now, you, you wouldn't understand Game of Thrones. Give so, it back. It's a white show. Clearly, dude. Listen, I'm honestly, I'm not into it. And I know, I guess, what was this? The fifth season, sixth season? Sixth. Uh, oh, thank this. The lights just came on. All right, great. It's almost like... Uh, Medieval, he, it's he, almost like medieval good times. Th- that's what it is. The game. Well, it, it, people say that the cinematography is legendary. It's yeah, like it's nothing amazing. that you know. People, the, the the shoots and the way that they're able to fucking film with the massive. Well, let's put it this way. An article came out the other day that it costs ten million dollars per episode to produce. So it's, it's a hundred million dollars a season. Jesus so, Christ! Just to give you an idea of how popular the show has gotten. Okay, so they basically have like a blockbuster movie budget for yeah. a show. Oh yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, yeah. Sopranos was like that. I think Sopranos was high up there, seven million maybe an episode, something like that. Yeah. Uh, the guy who's talking, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is our resident. Uh, would we call him a piece of shit? I don't know what we call you now. What is your character? You're, you're just so <laughs> off the hook. Yeah. Chris Vaccarelli, ladies and gentlemen, he's got a show at Stand Up New York uh, on May 7th, Saturday, May 7th, so come out to that. Chris, how you doing, babe? Yeah, not bad, not bad. I have to call you that just because of that week, that episode a couple weeks ago that you and Tommy did when you talked about that poor boy who, was he, was it getting shot? Some joke you made, I was like, I cannot believe he fucking went there. (laughs) What? And it was very upsetting to me. I don't even the episode when uh, Tommy must have been a black thing. Tommy and Chris offend him. everyone. Was that it? That sounds about right. Tommy and Chris offends everybody. Yeah, yes. that sounds good. Um, hey, we held down the fort, me and him. That's very true. 
Uh, okay, we've got a couple of guests. Tommy, go ahead and reach back. Uh, are people walking in here? If they are, this is, uh, these are, yes, they are. Yes, they are. Oh, this is, she's right on time, too. Ladies and gentlemen, who's this? It's Tracy Carnazzo on the couch joining us this evening. How are you, boo? I'm so amazing. I'm so happy to be here in, um, where the fuck are we? <laughs> yeah, it's Portia. How was your trip? How was your trip up? It was so good. It was, <laughs> I love the Bronx. Are you lying? You're, I'm, you're lying, it I sounds never like. I lie. I love being in traffic for hours. Did you, uh, are you coming alone or what? No, I'm not coming alone. Um, my friend, Hannah McApeepee, so. Okay, all right, great. Uh... Tracy, why don't we go ahead and just... Uh, Wait, where's the cameras? I need to know. There's a camera right there. Hello. To your okay. left. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tracy Carnazzo is a good friend of mine. Oh, honey, fellas. yes. Have you have you met the boys, Chris and Tommy? I've met Tommy. I, I actually did this show before. Mm -hmm. That's right. Tommy, you were on it back yes, in... Yes, yeah, I think me and Tommy and 12 other people shared a microphone that night. Wait a minute. Is this yeah, when you were... When sounds about right. You were with Tim Dillon. I was with Tim Dillon, yeah. yeah. Tom, I didn't know, Tommy, you were on that show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was like 20 other people on the couch with very me, true. so it was good. It was a nice show. Yep. That was we the... Together. All I recall is that was a show where Frank Pellegrino was on. Who's that? Frank uh, is the booker of Hot Comedy Club. He's great. <laughs> Which is, Frank is also was a former host of this show. What and a shame. He, he departed. Um, Tommy, why did he depart? Why does anyone depart? Yeah, why did he depart? Why did he leave? But I, but I mean, that's a thing, though. If you're going to talk about one person departing, you got to talk about the other. Because I, I don't know if our viewers have noticed, uh, but for the past, was that four weeks? Have uh, we ever really addressed this? We never addressed on? this whatsoever. It was literally like, all right, just put the black guy in charge and just keep going. I recall Tracy yeah, having a good... Yeah, look what that did. I recall Tracy having a great time on that show, but we couldn't have her back because Frank... Frank didn't want you back. Right, I think Frank called me a bitch or like an entitled <laughs> cunt or something like that. Whoa, he's a whoa, great guy though. No, he's. Am I allowed to curse on this show? Oh, this is an internet yeah. streaming he show. Was, you can say whatever nice the fuck guy, you though. want. I mean, I don't want to say anything bad about Frank. I think he's a stellar human being. You think he's a stellar yeah. human being? I mean, you? I'm an entitled cunt, but you know, he's great. Listen, Frank is. Frank left this show. He claims uh, because. I was too aggressive in the group text messages. Oh, in the group text. That's a that's the a very manly thing to be doing. <laughs> the group text messages uh, with me, Frank, Chrissy Mayer, who is his girlfriend, right. who was also on the show, who, who left I adore as well. Chrissy. I think that Chrissy's a great girl, but... I think both of them, they're uh, good people, but maybe I'm just too aggressive. I think one of them is a good person. Yeah, which is actually why our, uh, our <laughs> special guest is really uh, perfect for this as well. Because quite frankly, I've heard this on numerous occasions uh, that he talks shit and he backs it up and he does not give a fuck. So, you know, I like people. Who are like that? Maybe I shouldn't interact with people who don't rock like that. That's right. Crazy. I mean, I give a fuck. I think I censor myself a lot. What do you think, JC? I think when it comes to sex, you have no fucking sense at all. I have no sense. You're brutal. Right? Yeah. You're brutal. I just things... wanna... <laughs> I mean, it's just if you have a small penis, I need to let you know. Okay. I, I just want to say you know? real quick, uh, in the chat room, yeah, uh, the comment was just made that the show is 300% better now those two were gone. Oh wow! Well, was that, that my mother? Your mother? <laughs> Hilarious! I'm yeah. just, I'm just. Listen, I'm no, no one is shitting on Frank. That's, but that, that's why yet. me and you get along because I don't give a shit. 
True, Chris. Well, you listen. This is not. We're not gonna fucking make this show about Frank, okay? Well, no, this show is about me. Yeah, this show is not about Frank. But we just want to make that clear. We've never really addressed the fact that three drink minimum is now long. Right. Well, you know, I'm no glad. Longer. I'm glad that you guys have moved on. It actually looks like you got an even a nicer space because this space is beautiful. Right. Isn't it? This it's is really this nice. Is Very classy. Yeah. Um, Tracy and I run a show called Race and Sex in the City, which is. Hey, well, it's not called Race and Sex in the City. It's called Race and Sex. It's called Race and Sex, it's and it's in, in the, the city. city. Right. And but I mean, we should change the name to Race and Sex in the City. That would be interesting. I f- I've never fucking liked that show. That Fuck show that is show. so good. What, what is the... Like, listen, what? he doesn't like any show that there's no black people. That, well, no. Was, Game of Thrones, he was just hating There were on. black people in uh, Sex in the City. They were gay. That's what you well, do. Mainstream Tracy, America will take a black person and make him gay so that he is, uh, I don't know... He's more more a, easy to swallow. He's more palatable. Yeah. That's what you do. You're you very palatable, though. You make I, um, us fucking faggots. But that's all right. I mean, this picking up steam... Tracy, right. it's doing pretty good. The show's great. I am so excited for the next one. We're just waiting on some details, but we're going to be announcing it shortly. Um, yeah, it's going to be amazing. We well, had we had some great uh, headliners on the last show last week. We had Derek Gaines. We had Michael yeah. Seen. Corinne yeah. Fisher. Yeah, it was a good one. Aaron Berg. He fucking ripped it, of course. It was amazing. Cor- Corinne destroyed me at the roast. Man. Corinne is fucking... I geez. wouldn't want a roast battle with her. You know what it is? She's just um, she she ha- she knows how to fucking roast. She yeah. does not give a she fuck. Does. Would you, um, Trace? Have you heard this hypothesis that I've said before What's that it? white people and black people roast differently? Would- no, I think that I roast exactly like a black person. Well, black people no, already burn. Don't. So. No, you don't think that I go for the balls. Chris, you want to keep this up? Do you want to go? Like what? What? what, what? I heard the fucking black people <laughs> already burnt. What, fucking comment. What? They roast different because you're already a little burnt. Uh, I say that when Nailed white, it. when white, not to make it a racial thing, but when white people roast, well, I should say when black people I'm roast. I'm Sicilian, go ahead. When black people, you're white, when black people roast, they go for your clothes. They talk about why you came out like that. Oh, no, that. I go for your character. That's I go for your, oh, your yeah. A white person, your mother has yeah, cancer. Yeah, I go for, of course. We, it's, rip, it's ripping your soul. You forget you how hateful hurt. I am. That's the whole thing. So, I'm as hateful as a black male. What the fuck is that supposed to mean? JC, you're Dominican. I'm black. I, I'm one of the few Dominicans yeah, that black. claims he's only, I claim he's black. He's only black when he Look has to fill skin. something out. Why do you get to check so many boxes? I do. I check other two. I check other gay, I, black, Dominican. I do not check. I checked gay three times. Bisexual, experimental. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is great, man. So, so that's going on. Uh, we have a couple. Of, we have a couple of topics before we get to our special guest, uh, who I'm very excited about, and we're already running a tad bit late. Uh, Prince died last week. Did what? he? Yeah. This I would have never known. Prince who? Prince, the, the artist Prince formerly known as Breathing died last week. Oh, uh, now you're taking my line? Is really? That's yeah, your that's fucking, my fucking. All right, so maybe that's a hack joke. I don't even follow you, Chris. I said he's the. Artist form, formerly known as Prince. So let's we're move gonna on. Sh- we're, we're gonna, gonna fucking fight over this friends. over this yeah. fucking hack. You know, what, you know what the worst part about Prince dying was? Was that I went to go post my favorite Prince song on my Facebook page, and it turns out it was not a Prince song at all. What was the song? It was Oh Sheila. Who's and oh, who's it's not, not Prince. Not, yeah, that's not that's not, not Prince at all. But oh, in, yeah. t- in my defense, on the wiki page, it said this song is uh, commonly confused with a Prince song. Interesting. I was like, oh, no, well, man. that's because oh, Prince banged Sheila E. That, that's right. Why. I was like, that was my favorite Prince song. So, this is my thing. I, Prince is gay, right? Well, I mean, Prince is dead. 
but he was gay, right? Uh, he was. I mean, I think he was like. He you probably know. fucked anything that walked. Bro. He was beautiful. Why? He was what? a spirit. Listen, was... I don't. I'm not into fucking dra dragging down the day. I love Prince. We all love his yeah, music. What? What the? What? what? There's a lot of people he... like that. Freddie Mercury was. I don't like think that. he was gay. Freddie Mercury's bagging bitches. Yeah, Prince got a lot of hot chicks. He banged bitches. He had the hottest fucking chicks I've ever seen. How? Because he was I mean, gay. He was, I don't think he was gay. I think, dude, I don't, I don't think, think you gay. can, I, you know, listen. I'm I not slept with a gay guy, and he was not as amazing as Prince. You no. really slept with a gay slept guy? Slept he came out to you. slept with Prince, too. I, I would have. You slept with the I'll gay I'll do anything guy. for the story. You know. knew the dude was gay before you slept with him? No, I mean, I I, I had a feeling. Did he, did he prefer anal? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, he let, made me put my hair back. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, Did he nice. spit on your back? Well, uh, let's not get into that. This is a family uh, show, right? Yeah. So, okay. So, all right. So, I just wanted to bring yeah, but you talk about print. What about China? China died too. China did die. She did die. And I, f I found out why how she died. What was that? She fell down the stairs. What stairs? House. Yeah, she tripped over a cock. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, is this WWE China? Yeah, China. No! Yeah, you didn't know that she died? Yeah. No! JC, yeah, she well, died. if you were on Facebook, you would know these things, but you keep getting booted off of I'm Facebook. Fucking booted off of That's where I get all my news. Because of the KKK shit. JC only cares when black people die. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. Only black lives matter. All right, we got you. Go back to the fucking China thing. That, she wasn't a tranny, right? She was a real... She was a real woman. Was a woman. Born a woman. Yeah. And that, oh, I really liked her. I dug her. She, uh, you she, liked her so much that you didn't even know she's been dead for yeah. like a week. That's crazy. How did she sure. die? Would she really trip? She, I don't know. she was found dead in her bed, and like a, like a whole bunch of different like pill bottles and stuff like that. Yeah, right. she, she's she's been going through stuff for a long. Like she made so many YouTube videos, literally like crying for help and like no. One I've done that. Anything. No one gives a shit. Yeah, no one no one gave a shit. It got a bunch of dislikes and you know. You gotta, you gotta look like a man. You know. Well, well, one and a half legends the past. I'm away. halfway That's there. Interesting. All right, uh, guys, let's go to a commercial break. Uh, we have real-ass dude Luis J. Gomez on the motherfucking podcast tonight. We have been very excited about this for a while, so we're going to go to commercial, and we're going to come back. Let's do it. Three drink minimum, baby. We're out. Bulletproof has always been about identifying and taking advantage of every single thing that makes people perform better. When you drink it, you just don't care about food. No cravings, no hunger for four to six hours, and you feel a kind of mental clarity that you probably haven't felt in years. Have you heard of uh, Bulletproof coffee? I tried it today, I feel pretty good. If you're a fan of hookah and shisha, go to hookahshisha.com. We love hookahs and hookah products. We have great customer service, extremely fast shipping and packaging, a great selection with most asked for and most exclusive brands and products. Lowest price is guaranteed and will price match any lower advertised price. Hookahshisha.com is the first online retailer of hookahs and hookah products and strives to remain the best. Hookahshisha.com has the world's largest selection with 100% satisfaction guaranteed and a 30-day no-hassle return policy. Order ships within 24 hours or less with a focus on proper packaging to keep your hookah shisha products intact upon delivery. Use discount code ZEN, that's Z-E-N, for 15% off your next purchase. Hookahshisha.com, your only stop for hookah and shisha products online.
right tonight. Yo, am I? What the fuck? I'm out of it, guys. I'm fucking out of it. I apologize. We're back, three drink minimum. We are back uh, with a fucking very special guest, man. Uh, this guy was the breakout performer at Montreal's Just for Last Festival in 2015, named by Time Out New York. He co-hosts the wildly popular podcast, Legion of Skanks, with Big J Ogerson and Dave Smith on the Anthony Camilla Network. And he just got back from L.A. where he performed at the world-famous Comedy Store. Guys, give it up for him. Louis J. Gomez is in the motherfucking oh, building. What's yeah. up, Louis? What up, man? How What's going? going on, dude? JC, glad to glad to be here. This is a fucking killer studio, dude. Thank you, dude. I appreciate how, that, How man. are you involved with such a professional setup? <laughs> Frank Pellegrino, dude. He put me on about a year and change ago. Great guy, this guy, Frank. He's a booker of Hot Comedy Club in Yonkers, and... <laughs> He's no longer in the show, but uh, yeah, he, he got me on the gig, and now I'm, I'm rocking it. We this actually, is cool. This is a really, really nice place, and I love your American flag flip-flops. I appreciate that. Thanks for pointing that out. No one knew that yeah. uh, until you, you said something about that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very Dominican of you to be wearing flip-flops during your Thank professional you. broadcast. Dominicans don't like sit on their feet, Tracy. That's no, why that's I don't have a fucking thing. thing. That's not a thing. Have you, ever, have you ever been with I a just, Dominican? Uh, I don't really want to talk about that. I think my mother's listening. I don't want to disappoint her. We her. don't like shoes, Tracy. You don't like a lot of things. It's a lot of things well, we do like, though. Education, uh, <laughs> having a job. Louis, you're fucking Jobs. Puerto Rican. What do you what, what do you know about education? Oh, I am whitewashed Puerto Rican. True that. You are you. you see, <laughs> there's a fork in the road with that Hispanic people take. You went down the the dark side path. I went down the the whitewash path. Thank God. Yo, I'm so glad you admit that because I wanted yeah. to I wanted to know how is it working for somebody like Anthony Community? You see, you seem to fit right in. Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> and, dude, Anthony's not a bad guy. Anthony's a really good guy, actually. And I think a lot of the uh, a lot of the stuff that about him is sensationalized. It's very easy for people to kind of take jokes out of context and to, uh, you know, to, to call people racist, sexist, whatever. I get called racist, sexist, uh, homophobic, transphobic. I get called everything, and I fucking love everybody. I'm friends with black, white, Jewish. Uh, I, have, I, I went to dinner with my tranny friend a couple weeks ago. She I, loves being called the tranny. It's, all, it's only non-trannies that have a problem with the word tranny. Hilarious. JC's kind of into trannies himself. I'm not into trannies. I've had an experience with a woman, because right. that's what they're called. Right, that's sure, right. sure. Uh, Louis, you are a comic, though. You can fucking say shit like that. Anthony, uh, he fucking says a lot of shit serious to yeah. me, which is... Uh, you know, again, it doesn't really scare me. Okay, I don't get scared of shit it. like that. But Free, freedom of speech, man. Sing so freedom of speech to to make a joke and speech yeah. to, okay, fear to, to be a cares. dick. Freedom of speech to be a dick yeah, as well. You can be a dick if you want to be a dick. Yeah, I mean, okay. look, I, I think a lot of a lot of what people, you know, see. Look, he's a right wing guy, and I think when you have an opinion. A lot of opinions that he has when you're on that side of it, you know, people will immediately categorize you as racist. But I, you know, I, I look at a person's actions, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I've been at his house at pool parties where it's, you know, other Hispanic people, black people, Jewish people, everyone's just having a good time, everyone's drinking beers. And I don't know, I mean, I just kind of judge a person based <clears throat> off of that as opposed to some shit that they say on yeah, a radio very, show. Very well said. If you listen to me, you would think I hate black people. Chris, I'm not so sure you don't hate that. <laughs> Chris, uh, one time, me, me and Chris, you, you, obviously, you're the. Would you consider yourself a master roaster? I don't even know what you, you. But you host the fucking very popular roast show at the stand. But I don't. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm actually not even that good at uh, at roasting. I mean, you're I've fucking it, brutal, dude. I've done it a few times. You know, I, I like hosting the show more. I like helping booking the show. Me, Mike Lawrence. Uh, 
or uh, helping Patrick over at the stand book the shows. I just judged the roast uh, roast battle out in LA at the comedy store as well. I think it's great, man. I think right now in comedy, you know, there's been the traditional stand-up sets for a long time, and I think these kind of alternative mediums of, of bringing people's comedy um, have been really good. It's, it's, it's getting people more interested. It's getting people more intrigued. You see Comedy Central just picked up on Roast Battle, Goddamn Comedy Jam, which is Josh yeah, Adam Meyer's show. Yeah, I mean, there's all these shows that are out there that are very different than the norm, and it's just bringing eyes back to comedy. They're still going to come and watch. Once they see you on a Roast Battle, they go, oh, shit, that guy's fucking funny. Then they're going to go look up your videos online, Right. Then they're going to go and find your, you know, your CD, your album, or whatever it is. So, stand-up comedy in itself, in the traditional sense, can get very stale. Um, it's just been around for so long, you know. So I think when you kind of do these other things, it just, it's all, it's really good for the actual art of comedy. Mike, throw that uh, the picture. I uh, says say Louis Dad Roast. Uh, the reason I bring this up is because uh, you roasted Aaron Berg at the stand. Yeah, we did it for the New York Comedy Festival. And Aaron dressed up as a picture of your dead father getting stabbed. Yeah, he fucking killed me, dude. The video's online. Literally. He, dude, he murdered. <laughs> dude, he murdered. Dude, he did. You're fucking laughing at this shit, dude. It's so funny because, you know, we got into a thing online. Yeah. Uh, because it was an incident at uh, another kind of type of roast battle type show yeah, called, yeah. Uh, was it Fight Club? Comedy Fight it's Club? It's a comedy yeah. fight club for open micers. And the, the, I actually posted this picture on that thread because I'm arguing with a bunch of black comedians and people were pissed off because this guy threw a KKK hoodie on. And my opinion on a roast, anything goes. You You're go. supposed to go as far as you can go. Right. You're supposed to cut deep. That's the idea. And the kid attempted it. Apparently it wasn't funny. But I, I give kudos to the guy's attempt. The fact that he fucking apologized makes me think he's a bitch. So I whatever. have a problem with the apology as well. Yeah. If if you are truly doing something for funny, then there's really no reason to apologize. Yeah, people are threatening him. I get it. You know, like I, I just have a different I have a difference of opinion. And the reason I posted that picture, I was like, bro, it's not even a concept that I'm offended by. This motherfucker, Ehrenberg, dressed up as my father who was stabbed to death when I was four years old, and he came out and he did jokes as my dead dad, dude. He had, a, he had blood covering his shirt. He had a, a fucking uh, a knife, like one of those fake knives on the top of his head. <laughs> You, do, you, do you get that you're fucked up a little bit too? Because you're not the norm to be able to laugh at some shit like that. You don't. You don't really get. Like I get what you're saying. You're saying that people should be able to fucking laugh at anything. Yeah. But you. You, you understand that. There's shit that people can't, like, like you're different. That's crazy. I, yes, I agree that I am different. I have a much thicker skin than most people. And if you listen to shows like Legion of Skanks, you'll see. I mean, we do, it's really fucking brutal. We go deep with a lot of shit, and we cut deep when we're busting balls. Um, but for a roast, that context, that's the idea of the roast, is you're supposed to go as far as possible. Yeah. There's no limitations or boundaries. And if you're a good enough comic, you could throw on a KKK hoodie and kill. You can fucking do it. He wasn't good enough to do it. That was the problem. But at the same time, I mean, the attempt, I, you know, I can't fault somebody for taking an attempt at being funny. Right. right. Uh, me somebody else could have hit that out. Yeah, if fun. Aaron Berg yeah. would have thrown on a KKK hoodie, I promise you he would have killed. You know, he's a funny enough comic to execute it. No I pun go, intended. Listen, <laughs> I go, I go back. Ask, ask Tommy, ask Tommy uh, what bet he made with Joe at the roast. What, what, what is this about? What is what it? What are you talking about? Remember you oh, my God. Yeah, so Conklin comes up to me literally right before the show, and yeah. he's like, dude, I bet you within, like, six words, 
Vaccarelli's gonna drop the N bomb. And, <laughs> and literally, would you? Was it two? Or was it literally two? Let me, let me, three. Let me tell you why. And I have a hard. Well, because he was the roast master. So I have a. Hard, it's a hard position because as a black guy, and I, and I am weird too. I don't get offended by shit, oh, right? Okay. Well, black people look at me as like a fucking Uncle Tom. In a house, nigga, because I laugh at shit like that, which is, you know, you, you fucking put a, a, a fucking black doll in a tree with a, a rope and made a video of it that you're going to, you know, this is what happened to JC the last time he came to Rose. You know, that's the type of shit we do. You know, that's the type of fucking crackers I grew up with. But, you know, it is. What, now, Tracy, we were talking about. Uh, roasting, and you said that you couldn't fucking do it because you feel like I'm you... disgusted. Yeah, I'm very, very mean and disgusting. And I, I hate from the inside. But you would say that there are some things off limits, right? Like there are some things off like, fucking I, limits that you. Would... I think that would be off limit uh, if you and I would roast each other and things that we've, uh, you know, we're, we're very, very close friends. Things that we've told each other in confidence that. Uh, you know, shouldn't come up. I think that's off limits. Well, this is also is why. Is that you're... cool, Lewis? Is that fucking. Is that off limits? Look, is it technically off limits? I mean, no, nothing's really off limits. But here's the thing, right? When you're doing a roast battle with somebody, <laughs> you're going to do it with somebody that you're friends with for mm -hmm. the most part. And you should have a conversation. I mean, when, when we booked the Roastmaster show, I shoot everybody an email. I give them a lot of advice on how to do it. I was like, sit down with each other, you know. Figure out what topics you're going to talk about. You know, really dig. Don't just make it about somebody's appearance. Don't just make it about one topic over and over again. You want to look for a variety of things. And, you know, if you have certain boundaries, like, like Aaron Berg, he came out. He knew that I wasn't going to get pissed off about that. He told me, he was like, dude, anybody else, I would have asked them if this is okay. But he was like, I know you. And dude, I thought it was fucking absolutely hilarious when I he thought it was it. good. I watched it today. I was like, this is it. Dude, amazing. it's so, I mean, But it was so amazing funny. also because you gave permission, you know. No, I didn't give permission. He just knew that I wasn't going to give a fuck. I'm just not that type of guy. Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, look, yeah, I get it, man. If, if you're cheating on your chick, like that, there's like dude rules, right? So we're men first, right? So let's say I'm roasting you, JC, and yeah. I know you're cheating on your girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. And I bring that shit up. Yeah, you could beat my ass. I think that's foul. I think right. that's foul, yeah, dog. That's, that's, bad. that's against the fucking rules of the universe. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Joe said something about my wife uh, going with Adam, <laughs> and that was fucking the best joke. That was hilarious. I was hilarious. crying. That was great. I but was that public knowledge? Yeah. Yeah, right, that's different. I mean, look, here's the thing, right? You, you're, you have. Like, you, look, there's there's real rules in life, right? So if you want to piss somebody off enough that, you know, if an audience member gets mad and they say, fuck you, dude, I'm going to beat your ass. That's what I said about, you know, the dude putting the KKK hoodie on. So many of the audience got mad enough to go and fucking smack him in the face with a belt. I'm like, all right, that audience member probably shouldn't be going to a roast, but I kind of get it a little bit more. My problem with it was Dave Lester, he's a comic. And you're like, bro, I mean, we all... Who are we to sit there and choose the lines of what's offensive and what's not offensive for each other? Because you might say something in your act that somebody finds offensive just because that's the line they decide. So yeah. as comics, I just go, hey, dude, let's not fucking try to police each other. And there's way too much of that in comedy right now. There's agenda-driven comedians who, you know, they're they're behind the liberal cause or the feminist cause or, or whatever the cause is and they try to police what other people are saying and but, doing. But what about the fucking trolls though? Because there, it seems like there are people who just want to troll and want to like stoke a fire. They're like not you. really comics. Like you, JC. That's not true at all. I think I have a message with a lot of the shit I say. I, I, but I do troll. I do you like, enjoy I do it. Like you the, enjoy it. 
people get pissed off over Facebook posts need to kill themselves. Yeah. Personally. Oh no, absolutely. All right. So, but in terms of actually trolling and like really want to make people feel bad, no, I don't fucking really want to like see people I, hurt. Well, I mean, what's the definition of a troll? It's somebody who is just trying to, you know, provoke a They're reaction. Trying to get a reaction. Would yeah. you? Okay, Lewis, I've heard that you're a shit starter in the community. Would you? What would you say? <laughs> I'm not a that's shit a very, That's a very real fucking question. Like, you know, you have. Would you say? Would you agree that you have a reputation as somebody who who you talk a lot of shit? I have a reputation. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really hold back. I've been doing comedy for a long time, and I'm not somebody who's been given the easy path. Nobody's handed me shit. So every Twitter follower I have, I fucking earn, man. Nobody put me on TV and said, "Hey, dude, go fucking talk for a little while on camera. We're gonna put your Twitter handle up at the bottom, and you know, you're just gifted these Twitter followers." Right. If somebody's following me, they're a fucking fan of what I do, and they're a fan of me because I'm very honest. Right. You know, so. I don't really hold back when it comes to, if I see something that I disagree with, especially on something like Facebook, I don't really go out of that world. I wouldn't start trolling somebody's Twitter you know, profile, but if I'm friends with you on Facebook and something comes up in my feed and I disagree with it, in a heartbeat, I'll say something. I mean, for me, I think there's there should be an honest conversation. I don't really get excited um, by posting the popular opinion. And when I see people doing that, I like to call them on their shit. Of course, racism is bad. Sexism is bad. Mikey, homophobia is his, bad. Uh, he's got a couple of uh, under my shit with Lewis's Facebook post. Throw that up while he's talking. Yeah, I want to... He's I talking directly about what we said. Go ahead, uh, continue. Lewis, yeah, sorry. but I, I mean, I, what, so I find it... When comics take the easy opinion and then just push it out as like an original thought I just kind of go like alright dude well that just fucking sucks so that's what happens a lot you know and that's what happened with your posts where I started getting involved and arguing with people on your posts or you know other shit but for the most part I look at it as a community we're all kind of in this together right. so we can have a conversation we can have a debate you know like we debated on Facebook I right. got into arguments with a bunch of people but I'm here right now because you know why not we're, we're fucking cool you know we, we do the same thing we're brothers in this you know I, I, I make that bigger for me Mike so I can read that wow. I have a real I really feel like we have a brotherhood in the comedy community so when people are attacking other comics and trying to cut them down and trying to police what they do I don't think that's really what we should be doing to each other yeah what's happening in comedy too many comics talking uh, taking the easy uh, what is this opinion and posting it like it's profound yes racism is bad rape is evil Trump shouldn't be president <laughs> I could get a hundred likes. This isn't comedy. This comedy is supposed to be challenging the way people think. That doesn't. Uh, that's not what Lenny Bruce said. Over, he's be okay. I can't fucking read the rest of that. Yeah, I think I said. I, I said. Uh, that dirty Jew Lenny Bruce would be rolling over in his grave right now. Yeah, you know, listen, I, I bring, I, I feel what you're saying. I guess there's a difference between somebody who, you know, is policing the art. I actually do agree with what you're saying. I'm not just even ki kissing your ass. I fucking rock with what you're saying. It just seems that people would say that you can burn bridges by, by you know, being so vocal about shit like that. Like with the Frank Pellegrino thing. Um, Tracy doesn't have the best relationship with Frank, but you haven't actually gone on your out of your way to post anything. No, I don't have time for that shit. About I'm it. actually doing things, so. Right, but you're, you're okay, but you would say that he's made you mad enough that you wanted to openly, publicly talk about the shit that he's, you know, uh, shady about. I think that uh, Frank Pellegrino is not really worth that much of a discussion. Yeah. But he's definitely a disrespectful person. Right. Yeah. Mikey, throw the, uh, the post about what Lewis put out about Hot Comedy Club. 
Louis, what the fuck? What happened with this situation? <laughs> Again, and I say that I had a falling out with Frank, so we don't really talk like that anymore. I did offer him to come on the show uh, because he f- kind of figured that you were going to say some shit. He, I also offered him to call in and uh, rebut anything that you had to say. He declined both. He said he didn't want to interact with you and you know the whole burning bridges type of shit. What happened with this thing? I mean, long story short, they booked me on a show. Um, <clears throat> And it was supposed to be April 14th or 15th. Me and Mike Cannon, we were going to co-headline. We're both from, um, me and Mike are both from Rockland County. So we said, hey, why don't we do a fucking, you know, a cash grab. We'll do a door deal. Both of us can bring a lot of friends and family in. We just know a lot of people up in that area. Fans, whatever. So we said, fuck it, let's do it. We'll probably make a few hundred bucks each in a weekend. And that'll be that. Um, Four days before the show, I get uh, a text from Frank. Oh, hey, dude. Uh, You know... We the, we had an issue with the plumbing. Um, we have to cancel your shows this this weekend. We'll give you a, a better door deal in the future. That's what he said. So I was like, what? And I'm like, I'm I'm sitting there going like, God damn it, dude! My entire weekend, like, you know, I'm not, a, I'm, you know, I'm I'm doing okay. But in reality, I, you know, we all live. You need the money, dude. I need Are the you money, dude. Me? I gotta pay rent. You Hell know, I got yeah. a I got a three year old working comics. So you know, when you you know, if they would have canceled three weeks out, four weeks out, you'll pick up some spots. With four days out, I mean, literally, I'm going an entire weekend now without making any money. You right. Know, typically, you know, you'll make at least a few hundred dollars in a weekend in New York City. Did he offer to reimburse you or do anything that No would- compensation, no nothing like that. And I said that to him. I was like, I was like, hey, dude, um, Mike actually e- emailed him. He was like, hey, dude, we got to be compensated at least something. And Frank's like, oh, my hands are tied. I can't do anything about it. And I was like, that's just really fucked up. So then I had a couple other comics hit me up in the meantime because I was bitching about it to a few friends that were like, oh, this has been happening. This has just been happening week after week. Um, they haven't been open, but they've been hoping to get their licenses to be open. And they've been canceling on comics four days out. Mike Lawrence, Sam Morrell, uh, you know, a bunch of guys. Uh, you know, seriously. And they're all working comics in New York City that are doing pretty well that would be headlining elsewhere or would be doing five, six, seven shows in New York City. So I was like, fuck this, dude. I'm not going to just shut up and not say anything. So I, that's why I posted that diatribe and honestly it's really nothing against frank okay i I get it because frank is in a position right now where he doesn't want to lose this gig booking this club i don't actually have a personal problem with frank frank's been nothing but respectful to me in in the sense of we've been cool he's booked me on a couple shows his, his comedy festival some fucking italian restaurant i did whatever um so i have no problem with frank but i do have a problem with the the scenario you know and Ha Comedy Club I didn't know it at the time when I booked the gig but Ha Comedy Club in New York City was notoriously known as the worst comedy club in New York City it was a place that you know they they were known for not paying comics they were known for ripping off audience members they were it was just basically a tourist trap in Times Square and they would you know trick people into coming in and then they would have a bunch of comics work for nothing and it, the business model is just designed to line the pockets of the owners and that's okay i mean it is what it is we can all the, the problem with comedy is we pick and choose where we work and every comic is so desperate for stage time well that's the reason it was so ballsy is because no comic is going to openly talk about a place that could potentially get them money because now it's i'd say to suffice that you probably won't get booked by frank or well i'm a martyr motherfucker they took their whole schedule down off the website you took I, one for the team i took one for the team now they took that they had a, they had a schedule months <laughs> out on the website <laughs> I saw it yesterday. I went on the website and I saw they took the whole schedule down. They have a notice saying, hey, we're sorry, we'll be open soon. So fuck it, dude. Look, if I'm not going to get booked, if one comedy club is going to make or break your career, you shouldn't be in this business. Truth. 
you know and you know i for me i've been working long enough and i've been working hard enough that the people that give me love will continue to give me love i got a great management team Do, I, does your does your whoever represents you they didn't say hey this is not really a good idea dude for you to do this no it's the fucking guys who understand patrick was making fun of me on facebook he posted his I own shit i saw his shit too he fucking he said i i wouldn't or i would book lewis and cancel him too if i could do it yeah he was like if i could go back in time if i can go back in time he was like i would have booked lewis for every weekend that we had to cancel the opening and look you know guys wait we're looking if you had beef with a club would you do some ballsy shit like that would yeah, you fuck it you know me i don't give a shit uh, Care. Chris, are you on good? For, you're, are you fucking even on good terms with Frank? Yeah, I just seen him the other day, but he's not, great. Not, he don't. He, he don't like me. I don't think. I don't know. Why do you say that? Well, he said I'm not good enough to play the club. So. Maybe he just thinks you you suck. Maybe. Well, you could suck, but he just he's the worst. So. I don't. I don't suck. Tracy, if you had beef with somebody in the industry, would you fucking ball like balls? You've actually told me not to do shit like that before. You say let What's it go. That? Let it go. Like when I let wanted it to die fucking a natural death. Talk let about fucking Julius Donay. The fucking uh I think it it's more with death. me with me, I think it's more of a problem I'm I'm dirty. So what? Yeah, who cares? Listen, about I that? didn't put I didn't put Frank on blast when he was totally disrespectful and disgusting to me. Right. I can't tell you how many people have hit me up though, being like, "Dude, thank you," and I'm like, "Guys, let's have some fucking balls." You know, it's, it's really hard. Sometimes, you know, you kind of publicly you, you fucking clap for the person on the low, bro. It's like well, that's exactly it. And that you, fucking post only got 53 likes. I know, and then the post, <laughs> that Chrissy, I like it. the post that Chrissy put up. Oh, that got, got like, like 150 likes. Frank's a good people. guy, and blah blah blah. But let me tell you something. Everybody who liked that post, everybody, because you go down the list. Everybody was a young comic who's hungry for stage time, and they're just kissing ass and they're phonies. Well, I heard what do you that want Frank, me to say? Frank uh, actually books off of the likes on that status. Uh, so that works out. <laughs> well, I, po I posted. I should have liked that it. One. I posted on that one because you'll oh, probably no, get no, booked then. Ain't no, nobody in this room is getting booked from Frank again except for Tommy. What a shame. It was because Tommy plays. I've gotten shit canceled on me, but uh, he gives me other gifts. There goes so my career, like, okay. Jason. Oh, I, I was supposed to play hockey. You're throwing it away. I'm throwing. I don't care anymore. You're fucking throwing it away. This is all I had. All I had was. Frank Pellegrino. He was going to make me who I am. This is what Julius Donay does. So when I'm supposed to do Dangerfields this past Sunday, he takes me off the show, calls the fucking producer of the the, uh, the, the club or, in, or the show and with the owner there and takes me off because he says, oh, me and Jay have issues. This motherfucker owes me money. These club owners think that, or fucking whatever he is, street team, think they can do whatever the fuck they want. That's why it's hard for comics to speak out and do this it's shit. It's okay, though. Because now he took money out of my pocket. But you got, you here's know? the thing, you got to be able to give that up. Like, for me, the, what, the, the decision that I made was I don't want to work there anymore. I had another gig booked a few months from now with them. I was like, I'm not, I won't work there, but they're not taking it away from me. I won't work with somebody that unprofessional. Right. For you to, for you, forget taking money out of my pocket one time. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to, when I found out they were doing that to everybody, Everybody, and that and a lot of comics that I really have a lot of respect for, and they're just nice guys, and they don't want to burn any bridges. Yeah, I was like, well, I won't work with a person like that. And the truth is that anybody that sees that and goes, oh, well, Lewis is a you know a hothead, and if they don't want to work me, fuck them too. I right. mean, that's just the way that I feel about it. And I think you need to kind of hold yourself to a certain regard. And I feel like comics, 
we're just we take we we take so much shit. We're known as being pussies. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone's a fucking nerd, and like this is why people you get tough guys in a comedy club that'll fucking threaten you or heckle you. I'm just not that guy. If you, I'll give you a couple times where I'll try to zing you, but after a little while, I'm like, all right, dude, shut the fuck up, or you can meet me outside after the show. I'm just not a guy that you're gonna fucking try to chump in front of a room full of people. I've heard you uh, on several occasions uh, threaten that you will fuck somebody. Oh, actually, you said you said it. Um, you said nobody's gonna come on stage if I'm wearing a KKK outfit or something. Yeah, yeah. Like that. I, well, I almost wore a KKK hoodie to the next Legion of Skanks because <laughs> I did it on the first well, the first episode back from this show. I wore a uh, well, it was a, it was a white plastic bag with holes and ribbed it, but, but the, the sentiment was there. Well, I, look, I was like, look, if you come and put your fucking hands on me on a stage, I don't give a fuck how big you are, who the fuck you think you are. I'm gonna put you through a wall. Luke, can you rock? Can you fight? I mean, I'm okay. I can handle myself. I'm not like a, I'm not like a tough guy. I've never trained. I, I host a couple MMA shows. I know, you know, I, I'm fairly knowledgeable about the sport of fighting. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm willing to punch somebody in the face. My mom taught me when I was Tracy's very young. Tracy's all wet right now. By yeah, the she way. knows what's up. I like it. My my mom taught me when I was very young. I used to get bullied by by white kids in my neighborhood, uh, oh, and they used to call me a spick and a nigger, and this, they used to throw this rocks is, at me. This is why he's on Anthony Camille's network right now. It's like he's uh, it's because of you know shit in your past. You're trying to fucking. Well, yeah, you're trying to fucking. I'm trying to be friends with those white kids still. Yeah, that's so, what I'm to do. <laughs> but these kids fill the to, void that they. They love. used to beat me up every day, and my mom, she, I come home crying, and my mom used to fuck me up when I would cry, and she'd be like, she was like, you're not gonna fucking cry, you're gonna go fight them, and she would beat me up if I wouldn't go fight them. So she brought me around to everybody's house and made me fight like literally four fights in one what day. It was kind like an of old abusive shit is that? My mom was a no, psychopath. That's how, that's how I grew up too. Look, my mom. Well, I've heard par- people say that their parents did that. That's oh, not yeah. good. That's it look, is not good. It is good. It, look, the, the lesson that I learned was a bully doesn't want to be punched in the face. Correct. Right? That. A bully and and every one of those kids stopped bullying me after I fought them. After I punched them in the face, I lost a couple of the fights. I won a couple of the fights. But as soon as I punched them in the face, they were like, "Let me go to the kid who's not going to punch me in the face." Correct. Okay. Right. And I almost I t- that I take that with me with a, a situation like Ha Ridge Hill, I go, you're not gonna fucking punch me in the face. You're gonna know not to do that to me, and I'm glad they took their calendar down, and in my opinion, that's a victory for me. Tracy, you have a, uh, a different outlook. You do not condone violence I don't condone all. violence. I got arrested. Um, I got in a pretty violent fight. Um, I was fine. <laughs> so You yeah. kicked somebody's ass? It, was, it wasn't great for her. Um, she well, wound up dropping out of high school because of fear. But I, yeah, and after that, I'm like, you know what? I don't know if you need to use hands, which is why I always tell you, you know, just let it die a natural death and let it go away. I I'm, mean, you could say what you want to say. I don't think, like, you know, the whole, everything that we're talking about today, I don't think we should drag it on forever and ever. I said what I had to say. You say what you have to say. And then it's over with. I mean, as far as comedy goes, I think that, you know, if you want to work with someone, then you choose to work with someone. And sometimes there's someone that's funny enough that, you know, even if you have a disagreement, you feel like I could still right. work with them and you could put it aside. Not everything's personal. A lot of things are just business. Yeah, I would work, oh, by the way, I would work for Frank again. If Frank wanted to book me on his comedy festival or at some fucking Italian restaurant or a donut shop, whatever I did, <laughs> okay. I'm okay with that. I don't have a problem with Frank. And I also understand the position that he was in. You know, right. he's working for a place and he's trying to he's trying to make money, pay his bills. He's got a kid himself, so I get it. He's not going to just give up his whole, you know, his whole thing that he does for some comics. But the truth is, he should stand up for them, and he should at least, you know, you should have you. I wouldn't work for somebody 
that was doing that to comics that I consider friends of mine. You know, right. and I, I used me my me and my ex used to book LOL, which is like the the fucking new hot, it's the worst place in the world. And the guy who ows the place <laughs> oh, is a real shit. fucking. Chase, we're just talking about hanging out at LOL. No, it's it's worse. I mean, that, <laughs> That guy, Roy Arias, I'm, I, I mean, he is literally a poison for comedy. Holy shit. And when me and my chick were booking, my, it's my ex at this point, we were booking the room, we were hooking up a lot of comics, but I used to have screaming matches with this guy, and that's why I stopped working there specifically, because he would, you know, comics would come in, they would cancel the show, and he would not try to pay them. Right. You know, it's like, dude, that's not their fault that your street team couldn't do what they would do. He would say things like, he's like, oh, well, you know, the Friday night midnight show doesn't bring as many people as the, the Friday night 8 p.m show so we're gonna lower the budgets and I'm like well hold on are you gonna are you gonna raise the budgets on Mondays when it's sold out wow. then so it was just like when you have it's a shitty industry though I mean this is no nah, but there's people that do it right the comedy seller does it right uh, the stand the does seller, it right the stand I mean, you know there, there's clubs that are doing this, it those are, the two, well, those are the two no stand of New York does a pretty good job I think they do right by the comics they're you know Look, here's the thing, man. The problem is with a lot of those clubs in New York, they're they're almost run by the street teams and they're run by the marketing efforts, and everyone's kind of struggling. And I ran street teams when I started in comedy. I was running one of those street teams in Times Square. This is before I ever did comedy. How long have you been doing comedy? Been comedy eleven years. I moved to New York City in two thousand and one. I started selling comedy club tickets on the streets uh, a few days after I moved here. That's how I got introduced to stand up comedy in New York City. And I ran one of the biggest street teams in, in, in the city that was doing that. I had like 40 team members that were, and we were doing it in an wow. honest way. We would sell eight tickets for 20 bucks to go to the New York Comedy Club, and then we switched over to Stand Up New York. Um, and that's kind of how I met a lot of comics. I started producing shows, and after a while, I kind of wanted to do it myself. Um, but we did it in a very honest way. And now you got guys in Times Square that are, that will just literally go up to you and be like, hey, man, Tina Fey is going to be at this club tonight. It's 30 yep. bucks each, and they'll take $120 out of a family's pocket, and then they disappear <clears throat> in a lot of the clubs because they don't want to actually spend money on marketing or book great comics. <clears throat> what they'll do is they just kind of ignore it, and they turn a blind eye. And I think that's it really hurts comedy. It really does. I, 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 did, a show, I did a show, and I was walking in the city after the show, and some guy was trying to get me the tickets, and I forgot what comic he said was going to be at the club. And I was like, that's funny. I was just there. He wasn't there. Yeah. Well, like yeah, a like, Tina Fey type level. Yeah, yeah like they Chris use that. Rock or oh, I, yeah. I can't tell you how many, like, you walk in the city and they're like, yeah, Louis C.K., he's going to be there yeah. tonight. And it's like. Uh, I actually heard that they did that at Dangerfields last night, you know, because they got to come It's fucked up because, you know what? It, it doesn't help any comics out because even if you have a packed room, it's going to be a packed angry room. They're not going to want to be there for comedy. They're going to yeah. be pissed off the fact that they have to play for two drinks yeah. as well on top of the people that were promised to for be yeah, there. Yeah, and what happens is those people that get ripped off, they go, they're they're already there, right? You know, dude. You, if you've been on vacation before, yeah. right? I remember, like, you go, you got four or five days, right? You're at the comedy club. You spent your time getting to the upper yeah. west side, upper east side, wherever you're going. You're like, oh shit, this person's not here now. Well, you can spend your night going back to Times Square to find this person because he doesn't work for the club. He works for a separate company that we've commissioned. Yep. Right. Or you can say, fuck it, dude. Let's hope this is good. And then they cross their arms. Yeah. And only, you know, they'll have to fight maybe a handful of people. You know, you know how many, you know how passive most people are? Most people just go, okay, well, I won't say anything. Most people are nice. Right. Like, we're fucking dicks. We'll say something. Right. You know, right. for me, I would literally open up the cash register and take my money back. That's the way that I would handle that if somebody ripped me off that way. I, That's I more that thug ass shit that we were talking about. I swear, you are you sure you haven't done any MMA shit before? No, I haven't done any MMA That's shit. That's interesting. But I, you know. <laughs> Reach right into the cash register. That's ballsy. I, re I swear to God, if somebody ripped my 
my family off. I would yeah. I would just I'd be like, all right, dude, well, I'm taking this fucking lamp, and I would walk out with your lamp. <laughs> be as simple as that. That's Puerto Rican shit. Or I would for fuck you right up there, the bathroom. I break it. I, I was just gonna say that I would the do bathroom. something to yeah. to make up for that money. I'd take a fucking brick. I'd put it through the fucking window when they're not around. I mean, I would do something, dude. Well, that's the thing. So many of them are also tourists too. Like they're not from yeah. here, and they're like experiencing New York, yeah. and a lot yeah. of that is getting the shit ripped off from you, and you lose a shit ton of money. That's and part you of just it. Just go see a comedy show. Yeah, it's part of vacation. No. That's part it. of the experience. Fucking but look, I agree with Tracy. Yet. I'm not a violent dude. I haven't been into a fist fight in a long time. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying I'm willing to get into a fist fight. And most people For what aren't. you believe in. Is. Exactly. And I, I'm not I'm not the type of guy where I'm going to threaten violence. If you threaten me or my family with violence, I'm going to come right back with that energy. And that yeah. was my response to what Dave Lester did. Where I was like, dude, you can't physically attack somebody for trying to make a joke. What do you stand for? You say, what, what is going on? Are you agenda driven or are you, are you a brother in comedy? I think we all agree. No, you don't put your hands on someone that didn't yeah, put their hands on you. Yeah, I think we all agree with it's that. It's the idea of not starting a fight but finishing one. Yeah, yeah Lou, you said uh, family. Uh, we have 10 minutes left, so let me go ahead and make sure I get both of you in, in this. For people who don't know, have not seen your comedy, the shit you talk about, are you talking about your family? Are you talking about relationships? What's your current status right now? Uh, I mean, I, I do a lot of stuff on race because I, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm mixed race. I grew up in Rockland County, New York. Um, Rockland County, Tracy, aren't you from Rockland? I or? am not from Rockland. I, uh, you know, I, I did a stint there, but I uh, am not from Rockland. What is Rock? Is Rockland like Rock white trashy or, or no, not? It's, it's pretty high. It's pretty. There's a couple. I grew up in a really. I grew up in the shitty area, of Rockland County, West okay. Haverstraw. Pretty, pretty ghetto, okay. trashy. Mixed between white trash and, and you know, poor blacks and Hispanics. Okay. Um, but there's like Nyack and. Piermont, which are like some of the highest. Yeah, uh, Baldwin, nice. Rosie O'Donnell. This, yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, there's there's Parkland County. You know where yeah. um yeah fucking um Liberty Lies and, yeah. and West Nyack. Yeah, yeah. that's a beautiful yeah. area. You know what I'm saying? That that mall, you know, that was the big attraction in Rockland County when they first opened up that mall. Yeah. Um. So I grew up. Like I said, I grew up in a white trash block where kids were throwing rocks at me, calling me a spick and a nigger. Um, I, my grandma, I remember this always stuck with me. My grandmother, at Thanksgiving one time, I was like seven. And I remember my mom was talking to them about how the kids were like, you know, beating me up and calling me names. And I remember my Italian grandmother, it's clear as day. She's like, well, you know what? It's not his fault that he's a nigger. My oh, grandma said that at the Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner table. <laughs> and she was right at the end of the day. She made a point. <laughs> But, you know, that it's always kind of stuck with me. Race issues and being from a mixed race household, kind of seeing both sides of it. I was raised by Italian Irish people, but I'm also, I was the brown kid in the house. Everyone else was white in my house. I think I have a pretty unique perspective on race. So I talk a lot about race. I talk a lot about my kid. As soon as you got something, as soon as right. you got, because look, dude, I'll be honest with you, until you have kids, you don't have chips on the table. Interesting. You don't, That's you have, funny. Tracy, you have, what do you think about that, boo? Um, I you love children. You got to stop all those, those full term. Uh, I don't go full term. That's the issue. I'm not into it. I'm not into kids. I mean, listen, God bless you. I just don't want to have to take care of a child. Louis, I, I got four. Louis, <laughs> are you cool with abortion? Yeah. Thank yeah, you. but I'll tell you. Since, uh, until That's I, interesting. People usually they have they they're fine before they have the kid. As soon as they have the kid, they're all anti-abortion. Hold on, sudden. I'll tell yeah. you. It is. It definitely changed my perspective on it. As soon as let me tell you something. As soon as I saw my kid's heartbeat at six weeks. Yep. Woo! No way, dude. That's a heartbeat right That's there. Deep. It changed. Listen, when I went to the bodies exhibit and I saw that little fucking peanut baby, I was like, yo. Listen, there's nothing until you see your child born. And you yeah. see that 
Yeah, I mean, I think that they should they should change the laws a little bit. They should definitely. Anything, what do you think they should change the laws to? Definitely not, no no second trimester abortions, which they allow in certain states, which is crazy. I'll to agree me. with that. That's one. fucking bananas okay. to me. If you can't figure it out in the first three months, motherfucker, I mean, too it, late. Yeah, That's at it. that okay. point, it's just you're you're hitting the kid in the head with a frying pan. Yeah, you're killing a baby. Right, I don't. Yeah. What do you want me to say? Yeah. yeah but yeah, at the yeah, end of the yeah. day, it's like I, I feel like I feel like you. You know, there's so it's it's dude, there's so much nuance and there's so many different situations and I think you kind of have to, you know, I have to disconnect my own feelings about my kid and and you know the way that I look at him, and it's, I, I feel like a woman has a right to you know. Yeah, but you only get so many too. Then again, then, <laughs> then, Tracy, how many like, do you get? You get you get one and like two if you got like super raped. Okay, super so like raped. one, two, and a, right. a super And that's rape. it. And then after that, you're just like you're a dirty, <laughs> disgusting horror. It's like fucking punching a Baskin Robbins. Right. Like, oh! Two holes punched. Yeah, Tracy, no, what sorry. the fuck is super rape? Super rape. What's like, the difference between... Like, listen, all, the, all these women are just getting like a little bit raped right now. And what are you all, talking about, Trey? Because that's a big thing. This, this is another show, I think. Well, yeah, if you look at the feminist definition of rape, it really goes deep. Coercion, if you buy a girl dinner and oh, then she fucks you, that's a form of rape. Lou, I have not gotten raped at oh, all. Shit. <laughs> I have not gotten Well, no, on the college campuses, they're all so liberal put, I should consent. be put to death. Yeah. They, they really need to be I went to college in Brooklyn. consent forms and I shit like that. I like, seriously, gone away. you should have somebody sign on the, on the dotted yeah, line. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. I would have signed it on the, on the dotted line. I think guys should sign on the dotted line because I've been accused of some things, you know? You've been accused of, like, You know, like, like boring people in with lasagna. Yeah, it's really? bullshit. They lure me so in with bullshit. their pussy. Yeah, I mean my that, and then like you know, I have, a, I have two mattress toppers on my bed. Uh, but until until I, you have chips on the table, a kid, you own property, you own yeah, a business. Yeah, yeah, that's when you can start. I, I I think that that's when you really start to understand what life's about. If you're just a fucking single young but, chick or dude, you don't own anything, you don't got any kids. Right. You don't know what the you don't know what's important would, yet. Would Your you, fucking car's important. I agree. Would you yeah. agree with this? If you're the same person after you have a kid that you were before you had a kid, you're not a good parent. Uh, it depends on the type of person you were before. You know, I've changed, I've, uh, dude, I've changed in so many ways. Like, dude, I, believe me, it, it, having a kid has changed my fucking world. How old is your child? He's three. Nice. Um, you know, I'm talking about, like, little things, man. Like, my mom used to fuck me up. My mom used to really beat me up and be very emotionally and, and verbally and physically abusive. Wow. I mean, I've never even smacked my kid on the hands. We, we practice peaceful parenting. I don't believe in spanking kids. I believe that that's, it's part of the problem in the black and Hispanic communities is that, like, just the threat of violence or, or just, you know, Dealing with your children with violence, I think, is a very big reason, a, a very big part of what's keeping black and Hispanic people down. Really? And I watch it in Harlem all the time. You know, just a mom like, I'll knock you in the fucking mouth if you don't shut up. You're like, dude, what is that kid going to do? He's going to go out and he's, that's how, you're programming him to sure. go, that's how I deal with people. When they don't want to act how I want them to act, I'm going to threaten them it's with violence. It's a terrible control issue. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to wiggle out of this and blame white people somehow. Uh, I'm used to it. Well, I, should, I, I don't, I I don't like just, this whole black accountability. But let me say this. It's it's also the case with poor white people. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, it's the same thing. I'm just saying that there's a, an obvious problem in the black and Hispanic community with, you know, being, you know, we talk about them, you know, being impoverished, being imprisoned. I mean, do you think, like, it's something like 90-something percent of people in prison have had some sort of physical um, or sexual abuse in their past. I don't think it's a coincidence. It's a cycle. Mm. Absolutely. Well, I mean, white, white people beat, too. I mean... We had practice on black people. Yeah, Chris, you, you do. Because <laughs> you definitely don't fucking beat your kids. You, you a, a cop will go to town on a black, you know, uh, suspect or perp. 
But you guys don't fucking beat your kids. What is that? Uh, Cops beat their girlfriends. White people beat stereotypically. And also, can I, hold on, let me say this, JC. I mean, look, I mean, how? I think that that's another stigma. I mean, I, I've been arrested probably 10 times in my life, smoking weed, pissing in public, stupid shit, you okay. know? Look, dude, I, every time a cop catches me doing some shit, I go, ah, all right, you got me. And they never beat me up. I'm kind of a dick, right? That's that's you. We sensationalize these stories. Man, I don't how think much there's time. Do we have? <laughs> I don't think. Christ, are we oh, fucking? Yeah, it's eight yeah. fifteen. Well, Unbelievable. I don't think there's that many evil cops that are beating up minorities. There's a handful of them, and we blow that out of proportion. I do think that there is a disproportionate amount of black on black crime, Hispanic on Hispanic crime. That's a that's a fact. It's happening. And when you're talking about a black a Black Lives Matter movement, it's ninety three to eighty four percent. So eighty four percent of crime in the white community happens to other whites in terms of violence. It blacks it's ninety three percent. That's the disparity. Uh, I didn't understand the numbers. Uh, 93% of black on black, or I should say, um, violent crimes against members in the black community happens by blacks. Yeah. And 84% of white violent crimes happens by other whites. So people say this whole term black and black crime, most people commit crimes against people in their own race. Right. You're right. But if you look at the numbers, if you actually counted the numbers of those violent crimes committed, I'm sure it's way larger in the black and Hispanic community. Yeah. Where where do you, where do you get Look at the numbers. I'm just saying, look at it. Yeah. What numbers? I mean, look at, uh, what do you want me to say? If you look at, if you just counted the amount of crimes, there's more crimes being committed in black right, and Hispanic communities than in white. You know, and I, I, I yes, I, I agree. White and white crime is probably a real thing too. But I'm just talking about this whole sensationalized thing that cops are beating the shit out of young black, in, young innocent black men. Yeah, that's this is not unbelievable that we're just getting. That's an exce- that's an exception and not the rule. I mean, I you know. Yeah, but white on white crime is like uh, your neighbor stole your rake. Yeah, dude, he stole my fucking yeah. daily news right off my lawn. <laughs> That's the perception. I disagree. Yeah. Uh, no, we're, we're kidding. And you're no, I'm not saying. Of course you got. Uh, I, no, I'm with. Like, we do. We can get into this shit all day. You, I know, you can only do an hour. What's wrong? Yeah, no, this is this is unbelievable. We have Come to, on, ZenLive.tv. Let's get our I shit know. together. We only, we only can we go on Dominican up. time and run late? Yeah, Dominican, shut the fuck up. But I, here's the thing, right? It's a popular opinion. To, like it's it, like this whole everyone on Facebook and everyone online. Like it's so easy to take that. That position, and I, there's not enough Hispanic or Black people taking the position that I'm taking, and I think it's a little bit more of an honest assessment. And, uh, dude, I, I I am all about accountability in the Black community, but that does not discount white fuckups. I think why can't you admit to both? Why is there? Why are you taking one perspective over another? I think it's both happening. I, think I don't think cops are beating up young, innocent black people that often. I think that that is a very rare thing. I think it's very, very rare. And if you look at the, the cases that have been in the media and have been on the news, those aren't innocent young black kids. For the most part, they're people that have been committing crimes. Or for the most part, they're people that have criminal records. And it's very easy to go, oh, well, this yes. kid was so innocent and he fucking, you know, look, you know, these stories become very sensationalized, and I think that creates a lot of racism and a lot of divisiveness. Yeah. And, the, and the news helps, too. They, they put, like, the kid's uh, communion picture. And yeah. he looks like an angel. Trayvon Martin, they put a, an 11 year old, he was 11 years old in the picture they released. Trayvon Martin had a fucking grill in his mouth. He was robbing houses in that neighborhood. They found jewelry in his back. Wait, I fact. never heard that before. Of course I you never didn't. heard that Trayvon Martin was, yeah, was, was robbing. Up. Look up the facts. 
Because you listen to black TV. I, I listen to. I listen. You know what? You can't listen to any TV. Well, you they, don't, they don't have this, TV. They yell it. They yell out their windows. Trayvon yeah, Martin Trayvon was, was robbing. They got Trayvon Martin was. They got the old lady with the rollers in her hair going around telling everybody. See, but I think. Look it up. But I think the important thing is so many people. If they just heard what you just said, they'd be like, "Oh my God, he's so racist." Not racist. And that'd be the end of the conversation. I'm Puerto Rican, motherfucker. I'm not racist. I think that's the problem. Is that no one's willing to have a dialogue? That is true, actually. You're right about that. But like no one's willing to have a conversation anymore. It basically is like, no, you're racist. They're gonna just yeah, it's not racist. I'm fine with that. I never heard that Trayvon Martin was robbing houses. I heard they found jewelry in his bag. He was fucking making scissor or some shit. He was like, he was. Here's the thing. He didn't deserve to die. By the way, he didn't deserve to die. I'm just saying, like, let's not. It's an irresponsibility on the media to go and push a story out that it was a young innocent kid who was attacked by a man. I mean, this is. It just becomes very irresponsible. And there's a lot of what was George Zimmerman doing? No, uh, that, that guy following was, Trayvon Martin after 911 said, "Do not approach." Because he was a Wh- cowboy. He fucking he was. A what dick. is this fucking cowboy shit in 2000? There's no such thing as no, cowboys and in Indians. Well, he was a fucking. He was like a gung ho guy. He was a dick. George Zimmerman was a dick, but, but look, can we call a spade a spade here? He was. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> he was. He was working as. He was neighborhood watch. That's what he did. Yeah, he so wasn't he was just. Not neighborhood yes, he was. Watch. Yes, he was. He was. He was. He, yes, he, he, was. he was self-appointed neighborhood watch. No, he wasn't. Watch. No, he wasn't. Nah. Look it up. He wasn't. He was neighborhood watch. That's. He was. It was his patrol that night. Guys, we got it. We can't. I gotta stop uh, it. We can't. We can't I'll come back another week. We'll Trent, have this look, I hope so. I want to really will. get into it with race with you because I think that there's some. I'm gonna bring my. I think. I think you do have a perspective. You're. You're minority. You're fucking. You're Hispanic and you don't really take the perspective uh, that white people are the cause of minority I problems think white people all. look I've been beat up by white people and I've been beat up by black people by black people by being too white by white people for being too dark I believe me dude I've I was picked on yeah. by both sides so I think I have a fairly honest perspective on what this stuff is and if you look up there's a great video by um what the fuck? Oh, dude, I'll give you his... God damn it, I wish I remembered his name. It, he really broke down all the facts of the Trayvon Martin case, and it made it didn't even make me go, oh, George Zimmerman's great and Trayvon's a dick. I think, honestly, they were both kind of pieces of shit people, but it made me go, the media is really not presenting these stories. They're presenting an 8 p.m. prime time. What's interesting? What's going to get people to click? And when the news takes a clickbait approach to things, I think it's it's scary, and I don't watch mainstream media at all anymore because of that. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a libertarian guy. Um, libertarian. Guy. Uh, what the fuck is his name, dude? I, I'll, t- I'll tweet it at you and please For retweet sure. it. Because the video that he does on Trayvon Martin specifically, and he's also practicing, I got into him because of peaceful parenting. That's Bruce one of his Fenton? No. Not Milo Yiannopoulos. Not Milo. Dude. No, no, no. Milo is um, not libertarian. He's not? I no, thought I he was. So. Oh, he's now he's Republican, I guess. My, Milo Angelo? I like I like Milo Yiannopoulos yeah, though. Milo, a lot of his videos cool. are fucking. I love the fact that the left, like they have, they don't know what to do with him. He's this yeah. fucking gay dude yeah. who it's like he has these these these. I mean, really smart opinions on things. Yeah, Rogan and, lit his ass up though. Did yeah, you, did I didn't you? I didn't get, didn't get to watch him on Rogan, but he's yeah. a very smart guy. Yeah, Stefan Molyneux. Stefan Molyneux. Okay, Stefan Molyneux. Look, look up his up. peaceful parenting videos, and that's how I got into it. And then I ended up happening yep. upon his Trayvon Martin video, and he really broke down the facts of the case, and it made me just go, like, let's step back for a second and not believe everything that is just spoon-fed to us by the mainstream I'm media. fine with doing research and figuring well, shit just out. Like, just like the Rodney King thing. You know, every time on the news, they showed him beating him up, and that's it. They didn't tell you about this. How yeah, he was going 98 miles, 90-something yeah. miles an hour. He was high on coke. Right. Yeah, but look, they fucked him up. That was crazy. That, the way you can't just beat a motherfucker. To, you know, there's six of you beating him with a club. That that was a case. That wasn't sensationalized. Yeah, I think there was other factors there, but that was that that you know you, 
That Lewis, you've had you got black people being killed on camera, you know, on camera, dude. I mean, you know, it's you got fucking what's the guy in South Carolina? You know, we can get into this all day, guys. We gotta go. We gotta stop because this guy's gotta get out of here. Tracy, your black your black boyfriends are dying. You know, know. Well, what do you think about this? I don't this know. Is, this is I don't know. I'm what are you gonna, telling them? They you don't can, really fuck. have the resources to listen to this, so that's but it's a good an thing. They're your boyfriends. They don't listen to podcasts. Come on, <laughs> listen to me. It's an immeasurable percentage of cops. <laughs> it's literally immeasurable. The amount of, if you take the amount of cops that are in the world, the amount of white cops that are killing innocent young black men, it doesn't even register. It's not even, it's an immeasurable percentage of cops. Whereas in the black and Hispanic community, the amount of violent crimes that we're committing on each other, it's, it's crazy. Lewis, this is my issue, okay? I don't give a fuck that it could be two bad apples. The problem Those is cops that, should be thrown into a fucking cell. This, if why murders, does the system not fucking uh, indict these cops who are getting away with murder, sanctioned murder on television? That's my issue. It's not with the bad apples. There's bad apples. You could be a fucking bad uh, bus driver. Chris is terrible. You'd be a bad teacher. Tommy, you know, but, but why is the system... Allowing this instead of fucking. Well, some of the that that dude with Louima, he fucking went to jail. You know, Who? Those, that guy that stubbed the plunger up that dude's asshole. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm just you, not keyed into you know. Because you're too young, you didn't remember that. Oh, that's but that's nice. the thing. Hold on. But here's the thing, and you'll notice you're talking about the the times that it doesn't happen. That becomes a very big sensationalized story. It does. But when it does, but when it does happen, when a cop is indicted, which happens all the time, cops commit crimes and they get indicted all the time. Nobody's really talking about it because it's not as sexy of a story. So the like, for example, you just said you're like, I don't even remember this. Ad, ad, what is it? Ad, yeah, ad Louima. Louima. Yeah, those yeah. It was cops a, went to jail, but those cops went to jail. Uh, I mean, there's, there's they fucking yeah, they should they stuck a plumber. Yeah, so I'm saying they should have, and they did. So that's the line we got it. Yeah, if only you know. stick, a, if you stick a plumber up. Yeah, you know, but I'm outside. just saying, like you, you know. But how many, how many times does somebody it's get away with robbing a bank? I stuck a whole plumber. plumber just right. I've done that. The jury doesn't always get it. Just look at OJ. Yeah, well, just, it does, it does, they don't always get it. You know what I'm saying? And that's wrong. Yes, they should get it right every time. But there's been a lot of innocent people put in jail, and this, especially with DNA evidence now, how many people have been falsely accused, and now they're let out after 20, 30 years of being in prison? Right. So it's like, yeah, dude, they're not going to get it right every single time. But I. In a weird way, I do kind of believe in the justice system. I do believe, I believe in due process, you know. And and I kind of, you know, I don't think that the the problem of cops killing young innocent black men is a real thing that the black community should be getting behind. I think that the black community should be looking to educate their children. They Agreed. should be looking to to stop the violence within the community, stop beating the fuck out of each other, reading to their kids. The, I mean, the, the numbers on on reading to your kids and how important it is and the differences in terms of how far you go in school, you, you being um, you being violent or you being a criminal, yep. it's crazy, dude. Read, and there's, there's a lot of other things. Every day, every day. My mother read to me, but... Look at how you turned out. Not great. All right, guys, we're going to go know, ahead and you go. You know, JC won't have a problem because he always swallows the DNA. <laughs> you're, you're talking to the wrong nigga. Will you stop with the fucking the gay jokes? I only suck dick twice. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and do uh, plugs. Let's go around. Tommy, what you got going on, brother? Nothing. Just find me at TomGrassyComedy.com. You can check out all the shows and things that are coming up there. Tom, very funny. I did a show, I did a show with Maze. you. Yeah, Memphis yep. Maze. Told you. Bob's oh, that, and that was a Frank Pellegrino booking, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no problem with Frank Pellegrino. It should be known. I have a problem with... The, his scenario. All right, let's, and that's cleared up. Tracy, you would say the same thing. You, uh, yeah. Tracy does, <laughs> does not fuck with that man like that. Chris, where can they find you, babe? Uh, Stand Up New York, uh, May 7th. Okay, at Stand Up New York, May 7th. Good shit. Tracy, what's uh, up? I run hashtag comedy at QED every fourth Saturday of the month. 
uh, Sophisticated Humor at Terra Firma every fourth Thursday of the month. And then I have Race and Sex with uh, JC over here. Yeah. At the standing room. And you're also a regular. You're getting up at Caroline's, I'm yeah, seeing. Yeah, Caroline's. Fucking... Absolutely. You're on fire, if I could just I'm say trying that. To, I'm trying to light myself over here. You're, com- you're coming back with us on the uh, Comics Cutting Comics Comics episode. Cutting Comics, yeah. It's going to be more? fun. It's gonna, I'm going to be in my element, in, in the barbershop. A bunch of black Which men. is where I spend most of my time, actually, in the barbershop, just trying to pick up guys. Do you really like? Are you really using? Are you using black men, or do you really fuck with black men? Uh, like I'm that? using them for uh, money. Okay. Yeah, it's not working out too well. <laughs> it's not working out like I thought. But do you like? Do you prefer dating black men? Uh, I don't date anyone. Okay. Yeah. There right. you go. I'm right. just I'm just You're hanging single. out. Okay. I am available. Interesting. At trixietuzini.com. <laughs> Luis J. Gomez, where can they find you, baby? And what's going on? What's coming up with you? Uh, May 13th, Legion of Skanks presents myself, Dave Smith, special guest Dan Soder at the Hustler Club in Detroit. Nice, live. Park, Detroit. It's going to be a strip club. We're doing a live stand-up show, live podcast directly afterwards. Skank Fest 2016, going to be at the Creek in the Cave, June 18th and June 19th. Sweet. Uh, pre-sale tickets go on sale on Sunday, so I'm going to be posting links to that very soon. Got a lot of crazy shit planned. We're doing a naked roast battle. We're doing a drug Show Where's the Naked Rose Battle happening? It's going to be at the Creek in the Cave at Skank Fest, June Dope. 18th at midnight. We have a bunch of headliners. We have a bunch of podcasts. We have a bunch of shit that's going to be happening over the course of the entire weekend. It's going to be a ton of fun. Um, and then you guys can go to GomezComedy.com. Check out my other city dates. Also, uh, uh, yeah, I got obviously Legion of Skanks, Real Ass Podcast, GasDigitalNetwork.com. Killing it. And SiriusXM's. Killing it. The Countdown every... Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Myself and UFC middleweight Michael Bisping host that show. That's a working comic right there, baby. Uh, Guys, I'm JC. You can find me at JC Knows Best, Instagram, Twitter, and not Facebook because I'm currently kicked (laughs) off. Uh, Louis and Tracy, I appreciate you guys coming on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I'd love to come back and and debate. I really do, and I I think it's good to have numbers. I'm going to have some numbers and some uh, talking points next time because you have some good shit, and I'm open to hearing it. I really am. I'm not, you know, closed off. Guys, it's Three Drink Minimum every Monday night at 8 p.m. ZenLive.tv. Take care. Yep.